Today's gospel is all about humility. And we know that humility is the most important virtue because it's the doorway for all the other virtues. And likewise, in an opposing way, the doorway for all vices is pride. And Satan kind of personifies pride. The famous phrase that we attribute to Satan is, I will not serve. Non servat. And, of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary is the kind of personification of humility. And her words to the angel Gabriel are, Let it be done to me according to your will. I am a handmaid of the Lord. And so, as we, as we consider this reading and this parable that Jesus gives, it's, it's, it's very practical in many ways, but there's also, I think, a way that we should look at it. Now, we know that Jesus talks about what he's doing and his mission and why he came and, and the point of why he became a human being as a wedding feast. That's the number one image he uses. He uses that image over and over and over again. And Jesus really wants us to understand that he sees himself as the groom. And he sees us, those who he will save and who will eventually be baptized and in the church, as the bride. And so when we start off with this parable, Jesus uses this image again, the wedding banquet. He says, when you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet. And then he goes on to give instructions about not taking the place of honor. But I think it's important to first see that Jesus, his place at the wedding feast, of course, is the most distinguished place. He's the groom. He is the groom. He is the most important person. Without him, none of this happens. And what position does the groom take at the wedding feast? Well, at the Last Supper, Jesus washes, he gets down on his knees, and he washes the feet of the twelve, even... Judas is betrayer. He washes his feet. Jesus takes as low a position as you possibly could imagine in his passion when he's crucified. And he goes basically as low and in in such a humiliating place that is, is possible. He's stripped basically naked. He has curses hurled at him by the very people that he is actually there to save and to love. It's, It's impossible to imagine the anguish that he's going through. This is the place that Jesus himself takes. And so when we talk about humility and we talk about any of the virtues... Jesus, of course, is the starting place. I think a lot of times the mistake that we make when we try to grow in one way or another, and this is, I think, a lot of the issues with 
some of the self-help books that are out there and some of the self-help movements out there is we can try to force ourselves and certainly there is a place for discipline but the moralistic attitude of just trying to force ourselves to be better at something to be more humble it doesn't really work The way that we grow in humility is basically by growing in our relationship with Jesus. And the way that we grow in our relationship with Jesus is prayer and worship. We give Jesus time. We get to know him and grow with him. And we start to become more and more like him. Jesus changes us from the inside. And so to be humble is really just to see reality as it actually is. That's what humility is. It's to see things as they actually are. We live in, I think, kind of a time of resentment. People are very angry. We live in a time of kind of perennial activism. And there's a movement against, I think, humility. We even use... We, we even use the term pride for very loosely in society. Humility is undervalued. Jesus wants to give us this capacity to live in reality and experience joy. Because with pride comes resentment and, and anger, a lack of contentment. With humility comes joy. And gratitude because we recognize I don't have to be here. I shouldn't be here. None of this was my doing. My life and everything, every breath that I take is a gift. Every person that God's given me in my life is a complete and utter gift. I just want to end with a very brief uh, image and, and story. I was at what's called a Mass of Thanksgiving, which is is you know, for a priest or a religious sister who has just become a priest or may, or as a religious sister taken her solemn vows where she commits herself for life to Jesus after maybe six to eight years or so. And so I was at a massive Thanksgiving for a religious sister yesterday. She's 33 years old. And I actually know her from high school. And... Um, we both kind of were not the most religious kids, I would say, going through high school, but somehow we've both been called to these vocations and, and sent on this way. And so uh, as I was at Sister Faustina Maria Marie's uh, Mass of Thanksgiving yesterday, I was very much struck by her demeanor. So what this woman does now, what she has been doing for the past several years is she lives this life of, of both contemplation. They live, she and her order live a very, very intensely prayerful life. They pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament, in front of Jesus, for at least an hour a day. And then what they do is they go into very, very, very poor places in the world, particularly in South America, and they preach the gospel and they serve the people of those places. These are very much abandoned, 
poor, no electricity, no running water type environments. Now, what I noticed about this sister as she was sitting there during Mass and her fellow sisters just struck me so deeply was how joyful she was. She was so incredibly happy and overflowing with joy. She had a smile on her face the entire time. And it's just a testament to the fact of what Jesus is speaking of here in today's Gospel. Sister Faustina Marie is living basically the lowest, the, the, the position at the lowest seat at the table, as Jesus says. She's intentionally chosen to fix her place at the lowest spot in the table that, that she's basically aware of. The opposite of what the world would say is the place of honor is the place that she has chosen. And we notice how she is exalted, just like Jesus says. And that's what happens to us in this place of humility. Jesus, we ask you to help us to live in reality, be free, and be humble, and help us to overflow with joy, Lord, to see things as they actually are, to grow in union with you so as to be more like you in all things. Help us to be like the Blessed Virgin Mary and let go of control and see ourselves as servants to everybody that you put in our lives, to not see our own needs before the needs of others, and, and help, us, help us to serve you as well, Lord. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a moment in silent prayer to listen to and speak with the Lord.